Welcome to the Gaining Momentum Podcast with your hosts, Abby and Megan. This is the podcast where we try our best to parent our kids for the world we want them to grow up in and the world we live in now. Welcome back to Gaining Momentum. Megan, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing good. It's a special night. It's our season one finale spectacular. Pew, pew. (laughs) Why do I always want to do that when it's spectacular? It's like t-shirt cannon noise or something. We'll see. If I'm up to the task, I'll edit in the sound. Okay. It's amazing. I'm doing good. I'm excited to have this conversation and reflect on what we've been doing here. But I'm also, again, like a little bit bittersweet because we are taking a little bit of a break after tonight's episode until we uh, fire up again for season two in the new year. What about you? How are you feeling? I'm feeling excited and I'm feeling really happy that Mm -hmm. we've made it. We set out a goal for ourselves and we thought, let's try 10 episodes. Let's see if we can do it. And Mm -hmm. here we are, episode 10, doing it. It's amazing. You know what? I feel like even when we were like very early planning, we had said to ourselves, let's try for eight or something like that. And then we were like, oh, we can easily do 10. Once (laughs) we we got started. We had some things to say about some things. Yeah. Turns out we have lots we wanted to say, like the trailer suggested. (laughs) Oh, you noticed um, that callback to the trailer. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I did. Of course <laughs> I did. Yeah. So it is super exciting. I think we're going to have a really juicy conversation about what we've learned and mm-hmm. how we feel about everything. And, you know, I'm feeling really proud of what we're building here. Me too. Ten Good. episodes, a full season, mm-hmm. and we did it on our own terms. We totally did. And ten episodes plus nine minisodes. Let's yes, not forget that's those true. minis. That's true which is pretty cool. And more than anything, I think, is the folks that we've pulled into this community over the last handful of months that we've been doing this, which has been super cool. But maybe I shouldn't go any deeper until we get into the actual conversation that we're going to have tonight. (laughs) Okay, well, before we talk about taking up space, let's Mm -hmm. take up a little bit of airtime talking about what we've been listening to. Mm, What pods have been warming up your ears this week? (laughs) (laughs) Making your eardrums drum (laughs) tickling your cilia um (laughs) that's the hairs in your ears right yeah i believe so (laughs) today is wednesday just like spoiler alert and i really have been finding like my wednesday routine because i um it's my one work day during the week that's like a little bit more slow uh so like i can actually have lunch and like do those kinds of things and so when i do that i it's wednesday is the drop day for busy phillips is doing her best ah yes so i that's on my mind because i was listening to it today and i list i look forward to it now every wednesday and i came for the busy but i really am staying for the shantira and casey i don't know if anyone's listening to that pod but i just really love their vibe between the three of them and Mm -hmm. i think those two in particular like like I like busy and I appreciate what she brings to the table but I I could listen to those other two even if if you know busy wasn't there yeah and busy's come up a few times on our pod yeah I mean she was part of one of your best friendships that you enjoyed best friends I think we've talked about the doing your best bit before because who can't get behind people just doing their best sometimes it works out well sometimes it falls flat but Mm -hmm. you know the whole way you're just doing the best you can doing the best you can. What about you? What are you listening to? 
I am listening to a ringer podcast. I feel like I should be a ringer spokesperson because yeah. <laughs> I listen to like a whole suite yep. of their pods, but feel I feel free to come call in ringer anytime <laughs> now. I listen to, I just started listening to the connect. Oh, cool. Say more so, about that. Yeah. It's because I just like always, I hear about podcasts and then I just start following them and then eventually mm-hmm. I'll go through my list of shows and be like, okay, today is the day. Yeah. So the connect is all of my sweet spots. It's the two hosts. <laughs> Shay Serrano and Jason Concepcion Mm -hmm. and they talk about two movies each of them picks a movie and then they find sort of like a tenuous connection between them oh wow yeah this is made for you yes and then they discuss the different like the different movies and they give them different categories so for instance one episode I listened to was called cool masks and the connection (laughs) was set it off and mission impossible fallout oh my god I love it yeah so then they talk about the best masks yeah. And then one of the categories is they pick kind of a cafeteria table. So the six people who would sit at a table together. So I they pick that. one from each of their movies and then four from other movies. That's amazing. And so That's- for instance, I won't get them all, but it was Tom Cruise, like Ethan Hunt in mm-hmm. Mission Impossible Fallout. It was Queen Latifah in Set So it's it like the character, not the actor. Yeah, it's the character. Okay. And then it was Hannibal Lecter, mm-hmm. Ghostface <laughs> from Scream, yeah. Mike Myers. Uh-huh. and oh I don't know there's one other mask who I can't remember right now and then they do like a line from each of the characters and they That's just hilarious. like it's really quippy and then at the end this mm-hmm. is the part that I love they play a game where they yeah. have to each take turns naming different things that the movies have in common so like naming yeah. it's called the connection <laughs> and so like for instance it'd be like both involve people doing a bank heist. Both involve yeah. people doing, and then it just gets like you know they're trying to win, yeah. so you're, you're trying to be the last one standing. So it gets more and some obscure. Of the things like <laughs> I feel like this is going to be like your no, your new Six Degrees of Gabrielle, Gabrielle Union. Union. Well, yeah. and then at the very end of the episode, they yeah. do a Six Degrees. Oh, get out! Okay, yes. yeah, like literally, so, are you on this podcast? Right, like the first yeah. bit, and it, <laughs> they're both big Michelle Rodriguez fans. Yeah. So their first ones are all Six Degrees of Michelle Rodriguez. So they each have to mm-hmm. the movie that they chose. They have to get as many. <laughs> As few connections as possible to Michelle Rodriguez. Yeah. And then the last episode I listened to was Lucy Liu. Oh, nice. They're switching yeah. it up. They're like, yeah. I think we've exhausted this. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, yes, I've been listening to the connect and I love it. And it's basically like they went into my brain, pulled out all the things I love and then made it a podcast. That's amazing. I feel like we got to get you on there <laughs> one way or another. <laughs> well, maybe because unfortunately there won't be any new episodes because Jason Concepcion has just left the ringer recently ah. uh, for another job. So good luck to him. But also, oh, I love this podcast. So Shay Serrano, yeah. if, you, if you need a co-host. If you're looking out. for a co-host. I got a girl. <laughs> I know it would be phenomenal. That's amazing. Uh, yes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to listen to it. I'm going to get into it. Uh, speaking of getting into it, should we yeah, just let's... get into taking up space? You know what? Let's take up some space. Okay, so we are talking about what it means for us to take up space as we dove into this podcast project together. That was something that we've been thinking about all along. And we always knew we wanted to kind of like talk a bit about that toward the end of the season. So let's just get into it. Abby, when we talk about taking up space, what does that mean to you and for you? Okay, this is a big one. This is something I have been Mm -hmm. grappling with both in terms of doing our podcast, but also in terms of my own personal growth and development. Mm -hmm. So for me, taking up space means not apologizing for my presence. And I think Mm -hmm. as a Black woman and as a Black mother, 
it's something I'm really having to work hard to fight against, trying to shrink myself down and make myself small for the spaces mm-hmm. that I'm in. Yeah. And then it also means using my voice, being assertive, calling out injustices. Mm-hmm. And it means showing up for the people in my life and just for other people who don't have opportunities to take up space in the way that I do. Mm-hmm. So it goes back to something that you said when we were talking about race and racism, about knowing when to be loud and when to be quiet. Mm-hmm. So for me, yeah. that's also an important part of taking up space, knowing mm-hmm. when it's your turn and when it's not. Mm-hmm. And then not being afraid to apologize when I make a mistake. Mm, that's so I think part important. of taking up space is also knowing when you've taken up space that you shouldn't have taken up or when you've taken up at the expense of somebody else, like truly at the expense, not just like somebody's losing privilege because mm-hmm. we're be, we're getting towards equity. Mm-hmm. I think also yeah. part of taking up space is just accepting myself and celebrating myself. And so mm-hmm. these are all things that I'm working on and I'm still trying to figure them out and find a comfort level and to also get comfortable with being uncomfortable and mm-hmm. Yeah, that's kind of what it means to me. What does taking up space mean to you, Meg? Oh my gosh, that was so well said. I'm like, <laughs> I'm a little like starstruck with, the, with everything you just said there. <laughs> like a lot of what you said does resonate. Obviously, like we have different identity positions and particularly that last kind of bit that you were talking about, I, like which I have said before about understanding what taking up space in a just way needs to look like for me. Mm-hmm. And like exactly like you said, sometimes that means getting louder and putting myself at risk in a way. And sometimes that means standing back and getting out of the way and knowing when my voice is not helpful or not necessary or isn't the right time for me to be, you know, like leading or guiding, right? Just like you were talking about and listening because I think taking up space if you're doing it in the right way means that you're doing as much taking up of space as you are making space for others right nice sort of similar idea though being that kind of accordion of like okay now this is helpful for me to like bring myself to this now it's not right and like making room so I've that's been a big thing for me for sure over the last while just really reckoning with knowing what that should look like for me And when I'm being asked to take up space versus like feeling like I should. Mm -hmm. But then there's this other edge to all of that, which is like, you know, I think I have found as probably this is probably a gendered thing Mm -hmm. um, as a girl and a woman in the world. That's how I identify. Just always sort of having a habit of second guessing my entitlement. Mm -hmm. Like you kind of already spoke to that. And like, there's certainly another like layer when you're a woman of color for sure. But I think for any woman, there's a little bit of that where you're like to take up space is a risk because we're sort of like ingrained with a lack of entitlement Mm -hmm. about that. Right. Mm -hmm. And I I feel that in myself sometimes, like when I'm in certain contexts where I don't have anything useful to offer. Mm Mm-hmm. And then it's funny because then you'll hear like what the conversation is or where it goes or who does take up space within a certain moment. And then I'm always mad at myself because I'm like, oh, that wasn't profound. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, and like we see this all the time, right? Like with certain people, they can be mediocre and still be confident <laughs> about like taking up space in a room or in a conversation or whatever we're talking about when we think about space, taking up space, right? Mm-hmm. So yeah, it's always just that dance. It's like living in both sides of that. I want to, I'm really working on gaining confidence to like 
feel entitled to space but then at mm-hmm. the same time because of who I am and my position and my privilege when is it also important for me not to mm-hmm. it's a bit of a tightrope walk sometimes yeah it's okay though and it's it's that's that's good like if only everyone would like get on that tightrope and sort of figure <laughs> out you know what that means for them I don't know has that changed for you in terms of like being a parent what it means for you to take up space yes for sure I think part of it is, that's part of, I guess, what's been spurring on my journey to figure out what taking up space means for me, because I'm the example that this little human is following in the world. And so if I don't take up space, and if I don't allow myself to use my voice and to be assertive, then what am I teaching my child? I want him to know that I matter, that I'm important, mm-hmm. so that he'll know that he matters and he's important. And one of the ways we do that, sorry, I'm getting emotional right now. <laughs> I know. I was like, geez, Louise. But it's just, you know, it is powerful. It's, it's, it's encouraging me to mm-hmm. be comfortable with asserting myself. Yeah. Because that's something you've struggled with? Yes, for sure. And I think, yeah. again, that comes back to being a Black woman and often mm-hmm. feeling like you need to be twice as good. Mm-hmm. to get half as much as the saying goes yeah. and just feeling like you're a representative for your race when you speak mm-hmm. up instead of just a person who has something to say. Yeah. It's just like a lot to carry around. Mm-hmm. Right. And I think that people maybe don't, if that's not their experience because of like systemic oppression, I don't know that everyone always recognizes that's there and it's ways and you, it's just like this other emotional labor that like lives in your psyche. Right. Mm-hmm. But it is really powerful for you to be like modeling that and that it's like, no, no, we're we ha- like this is a we have a something important to offer and mm-hmm. we're going to do that. Yeah, we have something to contribute. Mm-hmm. And one of the ways that we do that is that we use our voices and we stand up for each other. We stand yeah. up for other people. and. Totally. We sometimes, like you have said many times before, you need to be uncomfortable sometimes to do like doing the right thing isn't always comfortable. No. And that's like, for me, like when I think about my own relationship with this and being a parent, you're modeling, you know, this piece around that you should be taking up space. And then sometimes for me, it's modeling that sometimes we do have to take up space in a way that causes conflict. Mm -hmm. And in doing that, it feels bad sometimes. Like it's not comfortable. It's messy. It might even mean that it challenges some of our relationships. And like I have lately even been asking myself if I've been doing that because I'm seeing my oldest child anyway, like start to have ethical moments and ethical quandaries in his own social life Uh where it's like this thing happened. And then it's like, we know, we have the debrief about like, what did you say? And like, how did, how that make you feel? And then like, did you do something about it? Those, all those pieces. And so I'm thinking a lot more deeply about, I mean, I think that, you know, they do, he does observe both me and my partner, like, you know, take up space in a social justice way and like have those conversations and talk about like what we expect of him as well, based on his identity. But I'm like, oh, I got, I, I hope that he is getting to like, see that in action as much as possible. I I think he is, but I don't know. Like, I'm just like, where are those moments where I can be doing that better? But then how do you juxtapose that with the difference between like currently, as far as you know, you're raising a son, you're raising two sons Mm -hmm. and you identify as a woman. What's the juxtaposition like between being a woman and your ability to take up space to know what that looks like and then raising these two white males? Yeah. 
I think that that's such a good point, but it's all these identity factors, right? In this particular context, here's where we have an unfair advantage or like where we hold privilege and, you know, we're the same in that way because of this part of our identity, right? One of the things I've been trying to do in like a age appropriate way is talk about how gender has affected my life Mm -hmm. in ways that are pretty open. Mm-hmm. So as to humanize, like, I hope there are other ways of doing that, but like, even through my own example, what patriarchy has impact, how patriarchy has impacted my life and the way I feel about myself and like mm-hmm. what I, and even talking frankly, sometimes with my oldest about like the work I've had to do to feel confident mm-hmm. to be able to. So there's, there's, that's twofold. First of all, you're, you are modeling, you have a voice. It's important. Lean into your confidence, but because of who my kids are, the other side of that is always having understanding about that unearned privilege that they have in their life, right? Mm-hmm. And and to be able to like look at another person who's had a different lived experience and sometimes get out of their way or make it easier for them or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Space is such an interesting thing. It's so loaded. Um, it is. And that is, you're, you're really hitting on something there, that edge of empowering them regardless of who they are, while, while also being ethically obligated to ensure they understand the privilege that they hold and how they're going to wield it. Yeah, this comes back to intersectionality, right? Totally. Yeah. Where, yeah. And it's just also I'm finding too, taking up space, but also it's not always a physical thing, like taking no. up space physically, taking up space mentally, taking up space emotionally, and just how to kind of thread the needle to make sure I'm taking up space personally in all the ways that I need to, but then also parenting my child around figuring out the space that he needs to take up in those areas. And then also what happens when we, do, we both need to take up the same space. Is there yeah. room for both at once? Ooh, that is big. And actually that hits on something for us in our household where it's like our access to our professional world has not always been the same or equal just mm-hmm. because of our life circumstances and what has made sense. And sometimes I've been concerned about like what that, what me taking up, maybe being less of a, my, my professional work being less of a priority than my partners mm-hmm. and what that communicates. So I think one of the ways there was like a period of our life where that made sense for all the reasons that we justify mm-hmm. for that to be our dynamic. Mm-hmm. But we're at a point in our world now when we, and this is really making me think about it when I'm thinking about taking up space and like making demands about mm-hmm. like what I need and what mm-hmm. is going to make me feel full. And also what I think I can bring to the world, right? Through my skills and like what I have to offer. And so we are like really right now making some really active choices about changing how that looks a little bit so for example prioritizing the thing I maybe want to do next professionally or academically or whatever for like the first time yes yeah I feel you on that front yeah so like can you connect to that does that absolutely because I don't know if I've ever mentioned this before but I was a stay-at-home parent for the first couple years of my child's life and then coming back (laughs) coming back into the workforce yeah. that, you know, that obviously changes the dynamic within the household. Right. And then it's asking, cause I was taking up space before, but in a very specific forum. And so now mm-hmm. I'm asking to take up a different space. Yeah. And so like, how do we, how do I ask my partner to cede some of the space in this area and take up some of the space in the other area? This sounds so like vague, but I'm not really sure how else to say it. No, I hear you totally. It's like the personal, the professional, the labor division of labor, right? Yes. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm just realizing now, I'm like, we are tying in so many things that we've talked about this season Go in this us. topic area. What a good synopsis. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But just, yeah, taking up space really, it, it's all encompassing mm-hmm. in the ways that it bleeds into all the areas of our lives and just f- figuring out what that looks like for each of us and asking for what we need. That's been a real place of discomfort for me. I'm not going to lie. Really? Well, first of all, like I have a, I don't know if you can relate to this or if any other listeners can, but like I have a bad habit of second guessing what I need. Sort of like, oh, maybe that's not the thing that I need, or maybe that's not what I really want. You know, being almost fearful, but leaning into what I know deep down is like my heart's desire and like Mm -hmm. what it is that I want to do and what I think I can do. And I think what like maybe lives deep, deep, deep down in that is a fear of failure, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, because like, what if I do the thing and then it's not good or like it doesn't go Mm -hmm. well. And then now there's this added layer when I demand to take up space in this way and like Mm -hmm. dictate what our life's going to look like that I'm like, Mm -hmm. I better be successful if I'm going to uproot our life or cause a significant change to things. Yeah. Or even like doing this project, right? It's not a small amount of time that we put Mm -hmm. into this project. And so it is demanding that like we get to have that time. Yes. we're going to do this thing. Yes. And it's interesting though, right? Because then it becomes a bit gendered again, because I think women and people who are non-binary fall into mm-hmm. that space too, where you have to explicitly say out loud, this mm-hmm. is the space I want to take up. Yeah. Whereas sure. when you're a cisgender male, mm-hmm. that's not something you need to say. You just get to take up that space. But then yeah. when you're in that position, when you're a woman, when you're non-binary, when you yeah. are a gender that is not typically given the space outright, then Mm -hmm. all eyes are on you when you're trying to take up that space. There's that added pressure because now it's like you've made this proclamation of what you're planning to do. So now you better deliver. I'm talking too much about the Busy Phillips podcast, but like there was this big discussion (laughs) about, they were talking about their experiences in Hollywood and just like how much cis men specifically cis white men more specifically how much they get to fail before the and Mm -hmm. be given second chances over Mm -hmm. and over again before whereas it's like just like what you're talking about before when you're representing like an identity group that isn't that or you're being seen to represent that you don't get the same amount the same kinds of chances Mm -hmm. and maybe that even happens subtly in our own dynamics you know but we're pushing, we're pushing. And I don't think it's like on purpose. It's just like an interesting thing that happens. Mm -hmm. It's it's challenging though, for sure. And then how do we break through that as parents? And I don't know. Also just how do you take up space for yourself? Is it Mm -hmm. possible to take up space for yourself outside Mm -hmm. of being a parent? Or is it once you become a parent, it's just so enmeshed in your identity that there's no separating the two? I I don't know. I think it's really hard. I mean, I want, I, I think that's what ultimately trying to have and I would love to hear from our community about that if that's been easy for people or if it has make, made it that much harder to figure out what that means for you independently mm-hmm. not enmeshed with like your role as a parent or whatever I think it's tricky really tricky especially when you've if you've been like primary caregiver in your mm-hmm. family dynamic and I would I would love to hear what that has looked like for couples that are queer or like same sex, like, or same gender or whatever, how have those dynamics played out in, in those spaces as well. Mm-hmm. Like, and I'm even just thinking now ways. of like becoming a new parent. If you mm-hmm. are a parent who was uh, breastfeeding your child, mm-hmm. then even just taking up that space of being able to feed your child in public and not feel like it was mm-hmm. anything other than just feeding your child in public. Yeah, totally. Oh gosh. We could do a whole, we might have to do a whole ep on that (laughs) that experience.
it's time for us to do our momentum shout out. So Abby, you were telling me about something that was going on on one of your group chats. Why don't you tell us a little bit about it? I would love to. I'm obviously not going to use any names, but there's a mom in this group chat who I found to be incredibly inspirational and I'm drawing strength from her strength. So she's been having a rough go of it. Obviously, COVID has been wreaking havoc on life in general. But, you know, this person's experienced some losses, both through jobs and through family members, but also is expecting a child and just has so much going on. And instead of asking for help or looking for something from the group, which totally would have been understandable and would be 100% mm-hmm. what I would be doing. She flipped it around and she used it as a way to provide us with inspiration and to provide us with hope and mm-hmm. to remind us that we are all super women. So along with letting us know what's going on with her and staying in touch, she also sent us this really awesome clip on power poses and just mm-hmm. being able to find your own inner superwoman. So I thought that was incredibly cool. I love that. I love that she found resiliency in herself and then found a way to somehow fan that out, knowing that other people would benefit from it. Absolutely. So shout out to you, mom. You are doing amazing and we are in awe of you. But one of the ways this year, Mm -hmm. which like that's been apparently 79 months long, (laughs) that you and I, we had this kind of idea but I think we both had some nervousness or Uh like hesitation but I feel like we also at the same time we're doing this thing where like we knew that there was something here and Uh that people could take from it and we've kind of like dove into this project together in this journey so I want to talk a little bit about that so let's let's back away from the unease and the nervousness when we decided we were going to do this thing Mm because this has been a big we took a leap right we've taken this leap to take up space in this way but what was the thing that you were most excited about when we were like let's do this I was really excited when we came up with the title. I feel like gaining <laughs> momentum is a pretty good yeah. one. Yeah. <laughs> it is. It's uh, I was excited about pushing myself outside of my comfort zone. I was mm-hmm. excited about exploring my voice mm-hmm. and gaining confidence and learning more about different topics that I wanted to know about for my own parenting journey. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cause you know, it takes very little provocation for me to be called upon to do some research. And so <laughs> give me one little reason like, mm-hmm. Oh, we're doing an episode on gender. Awesome. Done. I can start to learn things now and apply that to my own parenting and to the conversations I'm having with people. Yeah. And I was excited about the opportunity to share my writing Mm, yeah, and to the motivation it would provide me to come up with something for each episode. Mm-hmm. And I like maybe just a teeny, teeny, tiny bit was excited about the idea of hanging out with you on the regular. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you better say that. <laughs> what about you? What were you excited about when we decided to go on the skating momentum journey? Well, yeah, like definitely that last one. Very excited about carving out time that was really intentional. I mean, I've been a podcast listener, devourer for for a long time. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying that like I started the podcast trend, but like, <laughs> Oh my God, are you, you know, Mark Maron? Yeah, totally. But I was listening to Mark Maron essentially when Mark Maron started doing the podcast. Okay. So like way back 2010, 2011. So, you know, as a person who was like really like paying attention to this medium, there's been plenty of times where I was like, Oh, I, I feel like I could do it. I feel mm-hmm. like I just needed the right idea and the right partner but because I also do a lot of public speaking and communication stuff for my other 
work, I was like, I don't know. I feel like there's something here. So I think my place of excitement was seeing that was true. But also we'll talk about fears in a second. Definitely like a place of like fear too. Cause it's like, oh, this is the thing that everybody suggests that I'm capable at. And like, what if it's, what if I'm not? Mm-hmm. But I was excited to see if I could do it and see if we could do it mm-hmm. and learn new things about like how, how's the sausage made? Yes, right? totally. That's yeah. been really fun. We have both built like new skill sets doing oh, this thing, which we can talk more about. But so like, yeah, I was excited about that. Um, then what I, were your fears or do you have some more things that you were excited about? No, I think like I would just overlap with some of the things you said, definitely building a community and like mm-hmm. talking about this, the topics, cause they're all ones I'm passionate about. And like, mm-hmm. I love to, I'd be doing this anyway, off air. Um, <laughs> But yeah, I think fears, like, I mean, I already kind of mentioned when I'm like, okay, so there's like, I fancy myself a good communicator. You know, I have like some of those places of confidence because of other things that I do in my life. But what if it, like, what if I'm terrible on air, right? Like, mm-hmm. what if like, as soon as I have a mic, I'm, I bomb and it's like not good. And some listeners might be like, well, <laughs> but for the most part, we haven't had a lot of feedback like that. So yeah, I had fear on that, just self-consciousness, like, Mm-hmm. Am I going to like have enough to say? And then that thing that we default to with not being white cis straight men is what I have to say important enough. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right? Am I bringing something of value to the table? Yeah, do I really need to be heard here? Yeah. Yeah. Right. I, that's the yeah. space thing. Yeah. That's definitely something I feared too uh, in terms of also, I guess some of the things that I was excited about are also some of the things that are my fears, right? Like I was yeah. fearful of pushing myself out of my comfort zone. I was fearful of using my voice in a public forum. Yeah. I was fearful of sharing my writing and I was Ooh, really fearful yeah. of being more visible because I generally yeah. am a pretty private person. Mm-hmm. And so like putting my face out there on our Instagram, putting my voice yes. out there across all of the places where our pod is available. Yeah. You know? <laughs> all the places you get your pods. <laughs> Um, and, and so, yeah, it's, it's been scary and sometimes it still is scary, but it's mm-hmm. definitely gotten easier as we've continued to produce and create more episodes. Yeah. You, cause that was a big leap for you to suddenly even be on something like Instagram. Oh, right? for sure. Like that's, that was new. And how are you feeling about it? Like, I'm feeling okay about it. Uh, okay. it definitely, like, I still don't feel like I don't really get it. But <laughs> but I'm doing the best I can. Everybody, yeah. I'm just busy Phillips sipping it and doing my best. <laughs> but yeah, I it's it's fine. Mm-hmm. I don't on my own personal Instagram account, I don't post pictures, I just share my writing. Mm-hmm. But on our podcast account, which you run so brilliantly, mm-hmm. I just contribute ideas and photos when needed. <laughs> Let's be honest, we both run the Instagram. I just do like <laughs> the technical pieces, but there's a lot of collaboration behind the scenes <laughs> about what's going to happen. And a lot of reminders, which are very helpful. <laughs> and a lot of edits. Often something will go up, people will probably notice, and it's like up for a few minutes, and then like either totally taken down or like changed because I apparently can't copy edit to save my life so <laughs> good thing I have an excellent partner and an excellent copy editor and you're so kind always about it too even I feel like you do it so eloquently because you'll be like was that intentional like <laughs> <laughs> well sometimes some things yeah. I'm like I don't know thank you're you like maybe that's like slang I don't know exactly <laughs> like I feel like you have your finger on the pulse a little bit more than I do in no, some no, areas no, no. if there's a mistake 100% assume that's a mistake and not a cool <laughs> new thing <laughs> absolutely not likely a cool new thing <laughs> so we've had lots of things that we were excited about lots of things that we were worried about maybe a little fearful about I'm wondering what you feel like you've learned doing this 
Oh, I have learned a lot about audio editing. Yes, you have. <laughs> uh, I knew, I think the answer would be nothing before mm-hmm. we started this. Uh, and like, I feel like that's important for people to really take it. I feel like you do a brilliant job of editing and making this thing something that we can put out in the world with the raw material. Um, <laughs> and it you. is, it is, I just want to shout you out because like, it is remarkable the amount of skill that you have built in a very short period of time. Thank you. And that's also where I have to turn and shout out Bell from Thirst World Problems, who, when mm-hmm. we told him about this idea for the podcast, he was like, listen, we will get you to where you need to be with audio editing. Don't let that be the reason why you guys don't make a podcast. Yeah, we were so like green that there were things that like I wouldn't have even known would be barriers because I didn't know they were involved. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> right? I remember the first time I sat in front of the digital audio workspace program, Mm -hmm. I was having panic attacks because I was like, oh my God, I don't know what all these things mean. And I don't know what all the options are in the menus. And I don't know what I need to know. And like hyperventilating. And so between Belle and my partner and YouTube, Mm -hmm. I finally got it together. So now I'm at a point where I'm like, okay, I feel like our episodes sound like podcasts. Yeah, absolutely. They do. I'll listen to the final edit and you always get a message from me like, it's so tight. It sounds so good. Because <laughs> you do such a good job. And Thank so that's, you. That's, that's concrete learning for sure. Is there anything that you've learned about yourself? Yes. I've learned that my world will not fall apart if I use my voice and if I'm more visible. Ooh, that's, a, that's, pretty, that's pretty profound. <laughs> <laughs> oh, was I supposed to be like, I've learned I can make a Gabrielle Union moment of no, anything. I, I, I really know a lot about pop culture. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's just, I don't know what it was. It was really a deep-seated fear that mm-hmm. just something awful would happen if I was more mm-hmm. visible, if I stopped shrinking myself down. And now like this podcast mm-hmm. has helped me to realize just how much I was doing that. Oh, wow. Yeah, we can't have that. We need you big and bold <laughs> and visible. And now I'm living out loud and I like it. Yeah. And I mean, I'm sure there's still moments where it feels scary, but that's pretty significant. I'm pretty proud of you when I hear that. Well, even just as we're having this conversation, you can't see my hands right now, but I'm pulling on my fingers and like wringing my hands underneath the table. Mm -hmm. This topic is a vulnerable one because we're digging deep, right? And burying our souls again. And there's nothing to hide behind because it's not like when we're talking about another topic, we can use information to kind of bolster us and hide behind Mm -hmm. a little bit. But Mm -hmm. this is just us unfiltered. Yeah, definitely. And there is so much vulnerability in that. There's so much vulnerability in putting your voice out there. And like, you know, we keep saying taking up space, but that's it, right? There's, you do put yourself in a position of vulnerability. And I think just even hearing how you worded that, that, oh, you did the thing and the world didn't implode. Mm -hmm. So it's like, you know, we even just parallels how we like teach kids stuff, right? Like once they recognize there's like safety in something or that like, they can make a mistake or something can go badly or whatever and everything's not going to fall apart. That's also resiliency, right? That's the word that comes to mind, which I think you already have like tons of that, but to know because you have so much to offer and it would be such a shame for that voice to be quiet. I'm just glad that you figured that out on some level. Thank you. I want to hear more. I want to hear more. (laughs) (laughs) What have you learned? Oh, so much. Like, I have learned that it is good and okay to do a thing that you don't know where it's going and you don't know if it's going to be good. Mm -hmm. I have a bad habit that I'm trying to break where I don't tend to like to do things that I don't know I can do well. Yep. I'm like that too. 
and I don't tend to want to do things that I don't know will be successful. So I think right? this goes back to the things we mm-hmm. mentioned a bunch that you yeah. and I were athletes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We know how to train. Okay. And then like, you know, you're right though. Right. It's like, get put in your 10,000 hours. You have like a training mentality and it's like, what business do you have jumping into something that you have no training in? Mm-hmm. Like I had a little bit of that. I'd add that to my fear pile. Like I'm not a journalist. Like, I don't know, but I think I've learned that also just adding to that same narrative that, oh no, I do have things to say. I can say them and it'll be okay. I can also like screw up and like say the wrong thing and, you know, live in that a little bit too. And my world won't implode. We've had plenty of moments that have been disasters when we've been like recording something or get, but like, you know, we always seem to be able to feel good about the thing we put out. Right. Mm -hmm. So that's been big learning. You know what I learned through this so far is that like, I was really looking for a creative outlet and I didn't realize Uh, that I needed it. Like, cause I, this is a creative outlet at the end of the day. For sure. Um, You know, it's a different kind of medium and it's still in the realm of things that I feel like I have something to say about, Mm -hmm. but it's, it's a form of expression. And I've never really had that outlet. And so this has kind of been serving in that role in some ways. Oh, yeah. I'm glad that it's fulfilling a need that had occurred that you weren't sure was there. But now, you know, it's being met. I mean, I already kind of knew this, but I also learned or I, re- I think what was reinforced for me, too, is just like how much I like collaboration. I owe so much gratitude to you because there's just like no way that I go and I do this thing independently. But... There was something about committing with somebody that you love and care for and mm-hmm. that you know is in it with you that keeps you accountable. Absolutely. And that's one of the things too. Like I learned just how strong our bond is because I yeah. we never worked together in any way. But, oh, yes, we have. <laughs> but um, I think so. But yeah. Oh, we I, did. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Very <laughs> like kind of fringe, but like, yeah. But, I don't know if we're thinking of the wait, same Wait, did you say fringe anyway. or French? Fringe. Ah, uh, no, okay. Not I was like, wait, do you say pas français? But yeah, just like our bond. Like I always knew we got along great. Mm-hmm. I know, like when our family, my family comes to visit your family every year. It's amazing, mm-hmm. and we've played soccer together. I don't know if anyone knew that, <laughs> but <laughs> but yeah, it's just working in this sort of a thing where we're creating something from the ground up together. Mm-hmm. We started yeah. from the bottom. Now we're here. Yeah. And like, that's, that's a big thing. Part of it for me too. It's like, I feel really proud of what we made. There's Mm -hmm. that, again, it's that creative piece. You know, we made the, we made a thing. I'm a sucker for like getting to see the fruit of our labor. And so like when I go onto like a platform and I see 18 or or however many it is, 19 entries, whether it's a mini-sode or a full episode, Mm -hmm. I have a lot of pride around that. Like the work we put in and then the continuity and I'm proud of what we've done. Absolutely. And that, yeah, we didn't know what we were doing and we somehow still managed to get the thing out there. Totally. And that we were willing to try. Yeah. To push ourselves out of our comfort zones. And just, I, like you said, I couldn't have done it without your spirit of collaboration and without your support. Yeah. Ditto. So I just feel like any anxieties that I had, it was okay for me to be able to push through them because I knew Mm -hmm. that you were there. Yeah, samezies. <laughs> <laughs> now that I'm crying this for like is, the this, third time uh, today. <laughs> this is actually, this episode is just an Abby and Megan love letter. So <laughs> lock in, folks. We're just warming up. <laughs> so we did you fears know. and what we were excited about, biggest lessons, but what are some of your highlights? Oh, that's such a good question. 
there's lots. Um, from I season think, one, I should say, not just from life. I don't know why yeah. people think I meant <laughs> life, but when I was ten. Um, <laughs> Well, one thing that just jumps out immediately is the community that we've built um, and like the growing that community and mm-hmm. just like getting to engage with people on the thing that we're making. Like, again, I come back to that. Like we've, you know, we put labor into this creative thing and it's also the fact that people are interested and seem to take something from mm-hmm. what we're doing and then want to come back and be a part of something bigger that isn't just listening to the podcast but is participating in a community space yes that has been tremendously fulfilling and definitely a highlight and then just some of the like unexpected via uh what's the word i'm looking for mvp fans such as like your parents yeah. like that's been really cool it's been like interesting to see that's for sure been a highlight for me my parents mm-hmm. shout out to my mom and dad you two yeah. have really <laughs> just shown up for this pod in a way mm-hmm. that i wouldn't have expected like you guys have been mm-hmm. fully locked in you listen every week you message mm-hmm. me really thoughtful engaged responses to what you've heard mm-hmm. and not only that but you're also exploring and examining your own learning curves around these topics and mm-hmm. what you did and didn't learn growing up and what you did and didn't do when you were parenting me and my brothers mm-hmm. and i think that's just really cool that you've been open-minded and open to the self-examination so thanks mom and dad yeah, I love that. Same, definitely like getting feedback. Well, this is part of it. It's like putting, we're putting ourselves out there in a certain way that like audio journal of who we are and what mm-hmm. our beliefs are and the things that we know and, and feel and believe to be true and what our struggles are and what our gain, wins are, our victories, whatever. I think it is, it's another highlight to have like people that, we have like people that listen to the podcast that we don't know, mm-hmm. IRL, like in real life, but then we have lots of folks who listen who are people that we know in other parts of our life. And to have people follow up that mm-hmm. we know, whether that's family or friends or whatever, and take something either about us or about the topic or whatever away from that conversation is also really powerful. And like, I feel like it's like allowing people to like get to know us in a different way. For sure. That's definitely a comment that's come up from some friends just because, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes like if you have an activity-based friendship, maybe you don't have these kind of conversations or right. just for whatever reason. So yeah, it's definitely opened up some great conversation. I have to say, mm-hmm. huge, huge highlights of the season, our theme music and our oh, pod logo. Yeah, definitely. Evan Dysart, who created our theme song, mm-hmm. who is just a lovely human being, but mm-hmm. also incredibly talented, who asked, when Amazing. we asked if he wanted to create this music, without mm-hmm. hesitation said yes. And yeah. then I love that he was like, okay, like what kind of a vibe are you going for? And got like <laughs> and so him, specific. Like, we were like- The most obscure- yeah. vibe and it he was, was like, like got it upbeat melancholy or something like yeah. that yeah, like literally I think that's what we said like up tempo but like melancholy I'll see if I can find this in my phone for us to put up on the Instagram account yeah. but I think we took reaction shots because I waited after he sent it to me I waited <laughs> yeah. to listen to it with Megan yeah over a whatsapp chat for the first time and we were yeah. just like blown away oh it's, it's such a oh, bop Evan such thank a bop. you every time still at the beginning of an episode and when I listen back I'm like dang oh that's my that's son's favorite part of the podcast that's been a highlight sharing the podcast with my kid who yeah. asks to listen to it yeah. but then every time now every time he hears it he'll be like that's evan's music and that's the part he's super super stoked on and rightfully so and we would be totally remiss if we didn't also shout out Catherine katcha who yes. is our incredible podcast art artist we worked with Catherine early on to try to figure out the vibe through that logo and 
she was like endlessly patient and you know so super talented and similar similar in that we would give like very vague just instruction and then like somehow she would manage to weave it into something that was what we were thinking about in our brains big shout out to her and her talent and right now there's a lot of pom-pom making happening <laughs> over on her art site so and she also takes beautiful photos if you want to check out yeah. her website katherinecaccia.com we'll make sure we have it in our show notes we're so lucky and i feel like it did really set like a vibe right like that for sure and then having the music definitely like set a tone that allowed you and i to figure out what we were doing here she nailed it evan nailed it so thank you to both of them for helping us to create the spirit of the pod that we wanted to make we're moving into another season coming up in the new year What are you looking forward to? I'm looking forward to having guests. I'm looking forward to exploring some of the same topics that we've done, exploring some of the new topics, maybe Mm -hmm. just exploring it through the eyes of some other people and figuring out also, this is like the nerd in me again, but figuring out like how the audio will work for getting Mm -hmm. a guest in and how you do the different tracks and put it all together so that it's not 10 people talking over each other. Yeah, for sure. I'm really excited about that too. I think that as soon as we got some confidence in having a conversation between you and I in this format we were like oh this would be very cool and rich to have other voices involved Mm -hmm. and so yeah I'm super excited for that we have some people in mind that we'd love to pull in and thicken up some of our discussions we've already had like you said and then also tackle some new stuff so that's going to be really exciting yeah and I'm looking forward to getting back to our weekly hangouts and I'm looking forward to just seeing what inspires us and what we end up doing going forward And we would love to hear from our listeners as well. So if there are topics or there are things that you'd like to see us tackle moving into season two, let us know. We're really open to hearing what people have to say. Yeah, hit us up on Instagram or send us an email, both of which are in our show notes, the description with this episode and every episode. So I think like to bring it to an end, I I know we typically record with a bevy in hand. Cheers (laughs) to you. Here's to you. And I just have a huge, we've already kind of done this, but I just want to thank you for being such an amazing uh, co-host and partner in this project. And I I feel like there's going to be a little void in my life while we take a break, but Mm -hmm. I'm really excited to come back and hit the ground again coming up in the new year. So cheers to you. And thanks for doing this with me. It's been a slice. And I just want to say, I love you, Megan. I love you too. And that's a wrap on season one. Let's pause for momentum. Take up space. To the girls we were, to the women we've become. Introverts, extroverts, maybe a bit of both. Claim it and just do you. Play big, play often. You matter. Take up space. Don't apologize for being here. Don't duck your head or make yourself small. What you think about yourself matters. What you say about yourself matters. You matter. How you say it matters. What you say matters more. Be angry, get loud. Whisper when you want to. It's your voice. Use it how you see fit. You matter. If you like what you just heard, please subscribe to our podcast wherever you find podcasts. Gaining Momentum is written, produced, and edited by Abby and Megan. With music by Evan Dysart. And podcast art by Catherine Katja. And a special thank you to our podcast mentor, Belle, from the podcast, Thirst World Problems. Thanks, Belle. Thanks, Belle. And if you want to find any more info on any of their work, please check out the links in our podcast description.